Welcome to the Sunday Debrief from the One Was Had a Dream podcast, the number one AFC Wimbledon podcast. My name is Lou Finch. Uh, we're going to be discussing the Tranmere game, the home win, the 4-1 win. I did put 3-1 on my tweet earlier, which was a, a silly mistake from myself. But yeah, a nice 4-1 win. Uh, Ali Al-Hamadi getting a hat-trick. Uh, I'm not sure there's anyone in here that has called that uh, or said they would. Don't think anyone said that recently, so that's good. Uh, yeah, so a nice 4-1 win at home to Tranmere, getting the monkey off our back, so to speak, with regards to a home win. First one, I think, since January or something last year. I can't remember the exact details, but yeah, uh, nice home win, uh, sending the uh, fans home happy. Uh, so we started... Uh, as I, I'll go on about it. Uh, let me go on. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Sunday debrief before, my name's Lee. If you want to say anything or you have something to say regarding the game yesterday or anything that's happened during the week with regards to ARC Wimbledon, usually there's quite a lot to speak about. Then press that speak button. Come on, have your say. Debate with other Wimbledon fans. If you agree or disagree, come on and have your say. We're the only place that gives fans a voice. If you can't talk or you're too shy, uh, put your uh, messages in the comments. I'll go through them uh, as quickly and as best uh, I can, uh, and we'll go through them. Uh, but yeah, press the speak button. Helps if you come on and, and have something to say regarding the game or anything else that's happened. Uh, but yeah, I'll get into it then. So 4-1 home win against Tranmere. Started the uh, team was Alex Bass in goal, uh, Jack Curry left back, uh, Lewis and uh, Johnson as the centre-halves, uh, Ogundia right back. And then there was no uh, Lemon Evans. He wasn't in the squad at all. So we had Sasu starting his first game uh, and he was played out on the left wing. Uh, Tilly on the right and then you had Reeves and Little in the midfield and then Bugle and Ali up top. Uh, first 10, 15 minutes, we didn't come out the traps at all. Uh, didn't play well for them 10 minutes. Tramia scored with their well, they had a few attacks, to be fair. They were they were looking quite good in them 10 minutes, but we were looking pretty poor. First time we put a move together after going 1-0 down, we equalised with Amani Little scoring a beautiful goal. Lovely 1-2 triangles, uh, and then he finished it with a plomb into the bottom right-hand corner. Keeper had no chance, uh, and then that kind of set us on the way. Uh, Ali scores to make it 2-1. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else noticed, but I've got to say the officiating yesterday, the referee, I thought he was he was spot on. Uh, there was a foul in the build-up to Ali's goal. I think it's Bugle that gets fouled after he puts the ball over the top to Ali. Uh, the ref plays advantage. Ali goes on, does his thing, scores the goal, 2-1. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're, we're playing pretty well at that time. Uh, massive part of the game as well is their player getting sent off. An absolute appalling challenge. Red card all day long. Uh, and then that left Tranmere loads to do, like last week when Walsall had a red card. They just couldn't live with us. Uh, Mick, how are we, Mick? You must be raking the money. You bought everyone a beer at the Alex, I'm guessing. Yourself. Yeah, I did, Mick. I always do anyway. Mate. You know what I mean? I'm not, they never believe what the team about Northern has been tight, mate. It's not true. Um, particularly not when they've just won a few hundred quid on, uh, on Alley and... Uh, so, yeah, but we're brilliant yesterday, weren't we? I mean, I, what's not to like? I think we probably played about as bad in the first 15 minutes as I've ever seen us play. I don't know what was up with us. And then after that, we just we just took to it. And at the end, mate, I think they couldn't wait for the final whistle to come. We absolutely battered them, didn't we? It could have been six, seven or eight in fairness. 
Ali proved again that he's miles too good for the level, isn't he? I mean, it's like having a cheat code at um, FIFA, isn't it? I mean, he's ridiculous. And um, the people that didn't back him to score or score two or score three and think, oh, you know what, I've missed the boat. Now, you haven't. You haven't missed the boat. Back him again on Tuesday because he will... I've seen his um, his ninth or four to score at all on Tuesday, which is a ridiculous price. I think he's uh, sixteen to one to get two, and he's a um, hundred to one to get a hat trick. He might do it again on Tuesday, mate. He's that he's that far ahead of everybody else. He might well go there on Tuesday and score a couple again. So you haven't missed the boat. Get on again on Tuesday. When he he missed one, he missed one just before, and I was like, I said to the boys, I said, "Oh, Mick Dor did say he'd have." A bet on him at 101 to score a hat trick. Yeah. And then literally, as I was saying it, he bangs in the goal. And then I was like, well, I hope, I hope Mick was uh, true to his word and, and he backed it. Because, I, I, do you know what I mean? I was I, I was hoping, yeah, you win some money. And I, I don't think it's just Ali, though, that's the cheat code, Mick. I think that if you look for our team, Reeves has been massive yeah, yeah. to us. Bugle's playing better than he has been recently. I di- didn't think he was playing that great before. That's why he possibly dropped. But Reeves comes back in. I think it gives him an, an, another, it gives him more room because Reeves and Little behind can just do what they want, really. We're just a good side, uh, aren't yeah. we? I mean, uh, and, and we talked about last week, we said, you know, me and you were talking about, and we're saying, um, but they were disappointing, you know. We can't say every week the other team disappointing, but the other team disappointing because we're pretty good. I mean, the only, the only game we played this season where for a time I thought we got, we got outplayed was against Stockport. And I mean, they're looking like they might win it, you know, in fairness. And even then, we, we got done 2-1. It was a tight game. But there was a, a period of about 20, 25 minutes when I thought they stepped it up and we, we were struggling to kind of to stay with them a little bit. That's the only game. I mean, Wrexham, we were as good as Wrexham. We've certainly been as good as everybody else. I mean, I think, um, I'm not saying we're going to be in the top three or anything, but we're a good team. I mean, when we play against teams like Tranmere, we should be battering them because we're miles better than them. We go there on Tuesday to Grimsby and not Grimsby, Harrogate. Harrogate. And um, we should get off the bus and go in the dressing room, go and warm up, kick their ass, take the three points and come back home. We're miles better than them. There's no point in, uh, don't be telling me it's a good point or a good clean sheet if we draw nil-nil. Go there, kick their ass, get the points, come on. Simple. I, 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 I kind of a good... I just think you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself, Mick, because this is Wimbledon. We've seen it before. We, this is a very tough month for us. Harrogate, I think you're right. I think we have to go up there uh, and show how good we are against a team that are not that good, to be fair. I know they picked up a good result on Saturday, but they're not that good. And then we go into games like Mansfield away on Saturday. That's a hard game. A real Mansfield away is a that's very a, hard game. That's a real test for us. Then we go to Barrow away, Morecambe away. Do you know what I mean? We have Aki at home. They have, as I think George said last week, this, this, this month now will prove how good we are in League Two because we are playing some proper League Two teams yeah. that are going to not be pretty to play against. And sometimes it's just get out there, win 1-0 and come home again. Uh, Jonathan, what did you want to say regarding the game yesterday? I absolutely loved it. I think the thing I was most happy about was Ali uh, getting the hat trick because I think most fans have known that this day was going to come. We saw how quality he was all throughout the season. We knew that things just weren't falling. We knew that he was a great player, and we knew that this moment was going to come. And I think most Wimbledon fans knew that this was going to happen, and we were really excited, and I'm so happy for him. Long may it continue. Now, the the game was – I think it was great. You know, obviously, we sucked at the beginning, and we let in a goal we shouldn't have let in. 
But I think what differentiates this side from the ones that we've had over the last three or four years is that they buckled up, they got down to business, they did what they needed to do, they went up to one, then when there was a red card, they put the foot on the throat and kept going until it was a walk. And and I think that that is, you know, the, the intensity, the purpose, and the dedication that this side is playing with that they haven't played with in for years. Now, that does not mean we're a playoff team. It does not mean that we're not mid-table. But I think that, that I am so much happier to watch football this year than I have been in previous years because of those things. One other thing I just want to get into real quick. So, you know, I, I find that when I'm happiest as a Wimbledon fan is when I don't take the losses too hard and I don't get too high after the wins, right? But if we, look, <laughs> we are now 10 games in, we're 10 games in, okay? And if you told any fan that after 10 games in, we'd be sixth in the table with only one loss, every fan would have taken that and few would have believed that it was possible. Now, that doesn't mean we're a great side because if we go winless in the next 10 – it's going to look a lot different. But I think that how we're doing so far, we've got a quality side. I'm optimistic. I don't predict anything because who the hell knows what's going to happen. We've certainly been in a position. I mean, last year there was a time we were really riding high and then things went off the rails. But I think that that it looks and it feels different and I'm optimistic. I'm not going to I'm not going to get real high after a win and think, oh, we're going up. Nor if we lose a couple, am I going to think, oh, we're going down and we need to sack Jackson. I'm not going to think either of those things. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy, and, and I hope that most other fans are as well too. Yeah, I agree. I just want to apologize for some people saying there's uh, some heavy breathing down the, the, down the mic. I think that might be me. It was a little bit too close to my mouth, so I do apologize for that. Uh, I'm also, I've had a quite a big McDonald's, so I'm, I'm uh, yeah, a bit, I was watching the golf earlier, so yeah, I treated myself and uh, maybe a little bit out of breath just by, because eating too much. Uh, John, I take on everything you said there regarding, yeah, with Wimbledon at the moment, I think it's just good to watch, come away from Walsall, very happy beating them uh, yesterday, I thought, yeah, and the, the thing I've got at the moment with a lot of people saying that we're not playing any of the top teams yet. We're only playing teams that are like mid-table or bottom. But some of these teams that we were playing were meant to be at the top. Do you know what I mean? They were meant to be around it. Tranmere this year were meant to be having a go at it, and they looked awful yesterday. And we can only beat this what's put in out, out in front of us. So at the moment, I, don't, I just don't see any negativity regarding this team and squad. Uh, John, your point as well with regards to we're raising it, like we went 1-0 down yesterday against Walsall when, we drew, when they come back 1-0. People like Reeves are just making sure that we're not putting our foot down, uh, putting our foot up, sorry, and just making sure that we have got our uh, foot on the throats at all times because, and, and I, I, that's for me, that is Jake Reeves. So, yeah, perfect for us. Uh, Sanch, what did you want to say? Hello, Sanch. Can you hear me, Lee? Can hear you loud and clear, mate. Hello, mate. What a weekend. Europe uh, win the Ryder Cup and we get three points. But this is the best squad I think I've seen in about four seasons. I know Reeves and Little are sort of the engine of the team, but I think Bugle, for me, has been a real big signing. We need to get him to put pen to paper again pretty soon before his contract runs out. But we do solid. No one's pleasant. He's had a little bit of criticism recently. What about the save he did yesterday? He got down left-hand, uh, left-hand post and turned it round. I think that was a 2-1. Sasu... His debut, he was he was mustered. Um, I just think we really look good. Absolutely buzzing. 
I predicted 3-1, but, you know, 4-1 was amazing. And in all honesty, Ali could have had a couple more. He missed the header beginning of the, uh, so the end of the first half, and then he went with a keeper at the end. But Sanch, you're... Hello, you're breaking up a little bit there, Sanch. Can you hear me, hear me now, Lee? Yeah, yeah, you keep breaking up, unfortunately. I think it might be your signal or wherever you are. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, I should get out my, uh, my bunker. Um, I just thought it was a great team performance all around. There wasn't The only one who wasn't really at it was Tilly. Where I was sat, JJ was totally in his ear telling him he needed to sort of uh, help out Oggs because their left winger was mustard. And every time he was put on one-on-one, but Tilly looked just a little bit leggy. Maybe he was, you know, coming back a little bit too soon. But I think everyone will say, we're looking really good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with guys what you said about Tilly. We said that yesterday. We said the only player that probably wasn't as good as everyone else was Tilly, which he's he's raised his his standards, you know what I mean? Scoring the goals that he has, playing the way it has. So everyone expects that every week and sometimes they will have an off day. I think uh, Jamie Taylor's just said, Can we keep all the wingers happy? Uh, Lemon Thingy Evans was great last week and Sasu this week, great strength in depth. And I think that's the thing now. We've got players that if they know they don't perform, they don't play 100%, then they're going to have someone going, well, I want to play. I want to have that shirt. And I think with the games coming thick and fast, you've got Tuesday, Saturday, uh, up to Harrogate on Tuesday. Then where, where are we? We're away to Mansfield. We've got Barrow away coming up, then Morecambe away. It's going to be it's a tough fixture list to come. Uh, I think we need to use everyone. I think someone else asked why was Evans out? And then someone said they heard he had a... Who was it? Sorry, one second. Yeah, Danny Harmer, why was Evans out? And then a reply from Rachel was uh, apparently had a hamstring problem. So it's good that we've got the strength in depth at the moment. Uh, as I said, the games are going to be coming thick and fast. My worry is when we have to use the likes of Pell uh, as a number 10 and maybe Pierce might have to come in. Hopefully we can get Paul Kay as, as fit as possible. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Someone else here, someone said... Uh, Adam Hillman, bad after half time again, but glad to get the results even versus 10 men. I think even with 11 men yesterday against, we would have battered Tranmere. I think even if they had the full full quota of players on the pitch, we can't help if their player is going to go in, studs up, take our player out and get himself sent off again. I think Walsall won maybe a little bit harsh, but yesterday I thought it was a straight red. Uh, and, and he was off, uh, and and that's not. We, what can we do about that if we're we're playing against that? We can only beat what is in front of us, uh, and and I, I certainly think we would have beat them with eleven. I'm guessing you're the same, Mick. You think we would have beat them? Yeah, I mean we were. I mean after that first fifteen, I don't know what was up with us in the first fifteen minutes. Leo, that, it, it was bizarre, wasn't it? It was like collectively we were. When I said to him, I, I had my boy there who was at university. I said, we looked like a lot of students getting out of bed, didn't we? It was <laughs> bizarre. But then once we got going, yeah, I mean, we're much the better team. I mean, and the lad getting sent off, I mean, it, it was a it was a red card, double red card, flashing light, neon sign. I mean, Jesus Christ, he was uh, playing as he, he was, that was, that was, there was no, even their players didn't debate it, did they? Um, hmm. So no, no, we we were we were burying them, weren't we? I mean, I think uh, another bloke who we haven't really met. I mean, obviously Ali gets man at match because he 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 was superb, wasn't he? And getting a hat trick. But I tell you what, Armani Little, I think he had his best game he's ever had for us. I thought he was absolutely excellent. And um, and I know people when I do the do the scores on my doors, people say, "Well, hang on, what about Jake Reeves? He was." But I've made a rule: I'm not going to give Jake Reeves man at match every week. It's pointless. I know, I know he's the bloody. He's the bee's knees, but I can't just give him man at match every week, can I? So I've got to, um, 
spread it around. He's, Jake Reeves, incidentally, was fantastic yesterday. It's like an, like having a, a manager on the pitch, isn't it? He, if yeah. you watch just him, I mean, he he plays not just his own game, but, but he plays everybody else's game for him and the referee as well. He refs it as well while he's out there. Um, what a footballer he is, that lad at this level. But um, no, I thought Armani Little was excellent yesterday. Really, really good. And I'm pleased for him. He looks to me like, um, while he's a nasty bugger on a football pitch, which I like, I always like a football, have a bit of dog in him. Um, I think he's a nice fella. I think he's he's uh, and good on him. I think he's I think he's settling and becoming a proper Wimbledon player is the way I see him, really. I'm glad you met and mentioned Amani Little with Man and Match because I know someone that was in the sponsors uh, and they had Amani Little as their Man and Match before uh, Ali got his hat-trick. And then when Ali got his hat-trick, I think that went swayed the decision to go, well, if you get a hat-trick in a game, you probably could have had a couple more he was man of match, but before Ali scored his third goal, I think they had well, they definitely had a Marnie Little down as their man of yeah, match. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Man. I mean, when when the guy gets a hat trick, I mean, you've kind of you've, you've kind of got to give it to him, haven't you? I mean, geez. Yeah. And uh, but Amani Little, I thought was absolutely excellent, and I thought Joe Lewis was great as well yesterday. Uh, and I agree with the, with the lads saying earlier on that the only fella that that probably wasn't at his best was Tilly. But I mean, in fairness to Tills, I mean, geez, he's, he's been carrying us with his goals, hasn't he? So. Um, to have one, and he wasn't terrible or anything, he, just, he was just kind of average. And to have one average game in the first 10 or whatever, he's, he's been absolutely playing out of his skin, the lad, hasn't he? So I wouldn't criticise him or anything. But um, but yeah, the lad that, the lad that uh, Isaac was marking their left winger, he was, he was by a distance their best player, wasn't he? I mean, he was, he was, he was a good player. Um, I, I did see a shout earlier. Someone on, I think it was Facebook, I read someone said that Joe Lewis is the best centre-back we've possibly ever had. I'm not... Not 100% I can agree with that. I know people want us to really go after and see if we can sign him, which I don't think is going to be a possibility. As I said, he signed a brand new contract the minute he came on loan to us. So I'm guessing Stockport have high hopes for him. I think they sent him on loan to us to go right, go out there, play, see what you can do. If they can get automatic promotion and we can go up as well, then it's win-win for both teams, really. And These people who say he's the best... I mean, in the time that I've been watching, Lee, he'd be right up there. I've only been a fan for five minutes, as you know, but he'd be right up there. Is, it, is he better than Riley Towler? I mean, I, I, I'm not saying he's not, but Riley Towler was a proper good player, I thought. Um, I'd, I'd, jo- I'd have Johnson and Lewis above Riley Taylor. You would. Oh, well, are they, I mean, it's a game of opinions, man. Isn't it? I mean, I thought Riley Taylor was a proper good player. Johnson at a League Two level, if you wanted to build an identity kit centre half, Ryan Johnson's your man. He wins everything in the air, kicks anything that moves, and he, incidentally, he's got a good pass on him as well. He's, he's, he's a better footballer than we all give him credit for. Uh, he's an absolutely made for League Two centre half. But Lewis can play higher, I should think, Joe Lewis. He's got a. Got a bit of a turn of pace about him, hasn't he? And uh, little, just a little bit of star quality in there, I think. Um, but, but Riley Teller, I think, I think to say they're both better than Riley Teller, I think that's a big shout personally. But yeah, it's all opinions, mate. Isn't it? Don't don't get me wrong. I thought Riley Teller was brilliant, and I would have had him back, especially with what we had last year. I think that's the reason why Riley Teller looks so good. I know he's doing well at Portsmouth, but for me, Johnson. Is, is just brilliant. I think if he wore his shorts like Joe Lewis or he had uh, <laughs> he, he had something else about him, people would be talking about him more. He's very unassuming. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He, he's just on the pitch. People just forget that he's there because he's that good. I don't think, what other than what uh, Sanchez said earlier about Bass's save, they're, they're not making mistakes. And Johnson doesn't... I've not seen him make too many mistakes. They're both... Now we've got Curry back as well. That back line looks really assured. Ogandir for me is still a bit of a worry, but he, he is 
he is at that level now, which which is good. I did say before about sending him on loan, but he, for me, he has reached a League Two level. I do think he needs Biller to come back and push him further because there is no competition for that right-back role at the moment. Yeah. But hopefully that will be the case. When Sanchez comes right, incidentally, about that save. I was right behind that, the save from Bass off the ladder. He was, he was the, the left winger again. I forget his name. Josh Hawk, is it? Or Hawk, Hawker or Hawk, something like that. But... Um, He's from Sunderland, didn't he, the lad? Then, but they, they, he cut in, and that, that was going right in the corner. That that one, it was at three-one. That goes in. We might have just got a bit jumpy. It was an absolutely brilliant save. And I always think with the goalkeeper when he saves with his left hand, it just take, it takes a bit more doing. He's right-handed, I think, Bass. It was a really, really top save. It was, and I think he needed it because he, he's had a couple of games where I think also we didn't have much to do. But game before that, you could say Newport was a mistake by him. There was yeah. a, the, the near post one. Uh, recently as well against crew yeah he could have done better so yeah Jonathan I'll come to you then I'll go to Mark who's who's just joined yeah I'll be quick so Mark can get in Um, I'll just say that that if Towler was playing with Bass behind him instead of Zanov and Reeves and Little in front of him you would think Riley Towler was better than Lewis and Johnson because you know it's not just how the individual plays it's who's around him and I don't know that we can properly compare Riley Towler to Lewis and Johnson because Towler was surrounded by people who were not nearly as good as the people that Lewis and Johnson had around them. No, I kind of agree. I think, I don't know. I think he had, he had Paul Kay next to last year, who, who was one of our better centre-backs. He had Curry. He also had Ogundir and Biller. Uh, Someone did say, I think, uh, Matt just put Tyler played less than 50% of games at Portsmouth this season. I think he looked good because everyone else was so poor, which you just alluded to there, Jonathan. I don't, I'm not sure about that because I said Curry was there, Ogundia Biller was there, and he had Paul Kay, who yeah, last year you could say was our best centre-back. So, Mark, what did you want to say? Mark, you there? Mark, unmute yourself if you if you want to speak, mate. I don't know if Mark, Mark, let me know if you're there. Uh, hello? Hello, Mark? Struggling to hear you, mate. Uh, Lee Walker's just put a point regarding Joe Lewis. Lewis' contract was up at, stop, Hold on. At, at the end of the season. They paid 50k for him at Torquay, so him signing a new deal was more than about them protecting their initial investment. So, Mark? Mark, give you one more go, mate. Otherwise, I have to move on. I think, Mark, I think you're struggling with your reception. Maybe come back in. So, right, Sasu. Let's talk about Aaron Sasu and what a player this is. This kid is. He is an absolute baller. He, he played yesterday. I thought he was excellent yesterday. Uh, we really do now have strength and depth on the wing. I, I was, I did say at the start of the season about getting Sasu sent on loan because I hadn't seen enough of him, to be fair. But now I'm seeing just what a player he is and what he can be going forward. Mick, I'm, you're going to agree with me straight away, aren't you? Oh, mate, yeah. I, mean, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And in fairness, Lee, I mean, I wouldn't even beat yourself up about not being sure he was that great. I saw him in a youth game against Leeds last year. And I thought he was all right. I, you know, was, he, he won bad. I thought he did a decent game and stuff. But if you'd have said to me then, do I do I think that next season in League Two he can do what he did yesterday? I would have said no. Um, and he, he, clearly, the kid's 
well, it's partially that I would have been wrong, but partially the kids improved at all recognition. I mean, he's a, uh, I thought he was absolutely fantastic yesterday. And based on yesterday, you know, he's got pace and a box of tricks and, um, and the rest, and he's got the height and stuff. So he could be absolutely anything. He could play any level if he, if he carries on like he is. I mean, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And a lot of the time, like a lot of young players, he he kind of does the wrong thing, takes the wrong option, all that sort of stuff. So he, the improvement is obvious, and, it, and it, when it comes, he will be a proper footballer. I mean, he, he really, really is going to be... I mean, even probably by the end of this season, we'll be all going, wow, you know? He was awesome yesterday. I thought he was, I was so pleased with the kid. I thought, well done. No, I agree, and he is very raw. I think you're right there with some some of the decision making, but I don't know if that's something that Johnny Jackson said to him because Tilly's got the same thing where Tilly can do pretty much what he likes as long as he gets into that final third round their goal. Tilly takes an extra touch, tries to bring the player out, and then hopefully has a shot. And hopefully with Sasu, with the players around him, obviously he's only going to get better. But yeah, for someone to come on yesterday, I felt sorry for Nerfu a little bit because I don't think he's had. Bad games, really. I just think he's he's not. Problem is, we expect him to because he scored in preseason that goal in Benidorm uh, and stuff like that. We expect him to do it every week in the league, and I think he does more defensively than people realise. Regards to Nurfield, but and he was good when he came on. Lee, in fairness, yes, that, that yep. little cameo at the end there. Um, I thought that was probably the best he's played for a couple of weeks. So uh, he's, I mean, he's got, obviously got pace to pace to burn, hasn't he? And he's just. He's, he's just one of them lads that sometimes he's, he's, uh, his feet move faster than he's able to think, I think, sometimes. But I, I, uh, I'm i glad we've got him. I think he's going to be a player who keeps on improving. And again, and I think this is so important, I think he's a nice kid. I think he's a good lad. He works hard, uh, gets his head down, puts a shift in and stuff like that. I just think he's vital when you're trying to build a good team. He looks to me like a good fella. And at the end of the Sutton game, I don't remember at the end of the Sutton game, he came over... And the ex-Sutton player who went to Notts County, he was not playing, I forget his name, a good footballer scored against us last season. Oh, his name's gone. But he was in the Wimbledon end. And uh, Josh Neuville came over and sort of cuddled him and all the rest of it. And um, Yeah, and I've met his mum. His mum's very nice. Good family, nice kid. I just think it's really important. And, uh, yeah. And I think it's right. I think Sasu's been knocking on the door and we gave him a chance on Saturday and I think he took it. But that's what I mean. With games coming thick and fast, they're all going to need to be taking part. They're all going to need to be supporting each other, which I think they will. Right, Mark, I'll try you again before we go to Kevin. Thanks, Lee. Sorry about that. I've moved to a different part of the house now. (laughs) Uh, That's good. Yeah, it's been a good weekend, hasn't it? Watching um, teams in uh, yellow and blue. So uh, quite quite enjoyed it yesterday, quite enjoyed it today. I thought I thought yesterday I thought the performance was really good. Um, I think Sasu, you know, you're just talking about Sasu. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, he got Reeves and Little in the middle there. They were awesome, and, and obviously Ali gets the hat trick. Um, question I've got really for everyone that's that's, that's talking about it. Um, we've got six games in in October, two on a Tuesday. So the game, as you say, games come thick and fast. Um, Little and Reeves both just come back from injury. How do you manage? That midfield because Reeves, I mean, Little was brilliant yesterday. Reeves was obviously as good as he always is. Um, when do you play ball? Do you play, you know, I, I'd actually be minded to sort of throw ball in on Tuesday against Harrogate, have Reeves and Little back on for for Mansfield. I, I, I don't know what everyone else's thoughts are on how to manage, you know, the squad and how how you change it around. What, what, what does everyone else think about that? And because and, I, because I, because I think we do have to sort of change the team around slightly, although it's always a bit, you know, difficult changing the winning side. 
I don't think it's a bad shout, Mark. I would I would consider Paul as well for, for Tuesday. I really would. And um, I'm also just a little bit curious as to what's happened to Morgan Williams too. He's a player I like a lot. Um, I hope we see enough of him again. But yeah, I, I absolutely hear you. And I, I, th- I think as well we should consider changing it for Tuesday. I, yeah, I think that's a great question, Mark. Really do. I, I think someone pointed out yesterday saying uh, they're still not unsure on Jackson because of his subs. Yesterday we were, what, 4-1 up and I think we still had reason a little both on the pitch or I, I can't remember when he made the subs, but they were quite late on again. Uh, I get your shout regarding Morgan Williams, Mick. Uh, someone else said they can't believe that he's not. But at my on the bench, at least, my thing with it is who you're taking off the bench for Morgan Williams to come in. You've got Ball, Brown, Pell, Pierce. Three of them, as much as we don't like them, they are experienced pros. Do you know what I mean? If you take Pierce out for Morgan Williams, you're then only left with Lee Brown, who can play centre-back. We haven't really got a centre-back. We've got Davison, who has to, we've only got that one striker. Uh, yeah, I think it's a tough decision at the moment. And definitely for me, I think it depends on how, how fit they are. But yeah, they they can't be playing every game over this month now. Uh Reeves and uh, what's his name? Uh, Reeves and Little, because I think if we do, then unfortunately we we, we then are risking them for further injury. Uh, Jonathan, what did you want to say? Then I'm going to come to Kevin. Yeah, um, so I, I I agree with that. We need to find who is who are the subs that we can rely upon in midfield, definitely. And I would think that especially with this Tuesday game against Harrogate, that this would be a great opportunity to start ball with Reeves or. I don't know where Morgan Williams is or Charlie Lakin, but we have got to start somebody with, you know, in, in the place of either Little or Reeves. And if the game isn't going well, maybe you make a sub at halftime or earlier than Johnny Jackson is. But we got to put somebody in there and figure out who can we rely upon to hold down something in midfield when those two guys aren't available. Because if you look at the depth everywhere else in the starting 11, we look pretty good. Maybe another striker, and Lee, I know you you definitely wanted another striker in before uh, the season started. Um, but you know, but really, if you look at every other position, especially if PK comes back and Biller comes back, we look really good in almost every position except midfield. So we've got to look at who we've got, give them a chance, and see who's going to step up and do it because that's going to be our best chance to get through a month where we have a lot of two games a week and we have a lot going on so that we don't burn out Reeves and Little so early in the year. No, no, I think fair point. Kevin, thanks for waiting patiently for us. Uh, what did you want to say? Good evening, mate. I hope we're all good. I hope, uh, hope you enjoyed your birthday present, Mick, yesterday. I know we all did. Um, I think, and you're probably all going to wonder what I've done tonight, um, I think playing Sasu yesterday was a bit of a masterstroke. Probably... Quite one of the weaker games out of the four or five we've got coming up. He was brilliant. Absolutely unreal there, the lad. I thought he did really well. But you know what? If you're going to put him in from a, from a match from the start, that was probably the game to do it. So I think he's used a bit of clever rotation there. As for changing the midfield, I don't know. I think we've seen, you know, when, when they both got injured, we saw what happened. So... I think I'd push on for a couple of games and just see how they went, to be quite honest with you. Um, the one who should get a shout-out is Curry. I mean, Curry was absolutely unreal in the second half. They tried so much to get him behind him and put balls around the side of him, and they didn't win one. He was fucking unreal yesterday. So, yeah, they unreal. But, yeah, great performance all round. But I think I'd stick with it Tuesday and just 
go for it again. Has it gone quiet for everybody else? Well, I was chatting away without realising I was on mute still, Mick. Thanks for, thanks for that. I was literally just talk, <laughs> talking to myself there like normal. But yeah, Some I, would say I, it improved at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, I, it was literally the best point and best point I've ever made and everyone's missed it. Uh, now, Kevin, I kind of, uh, kind of agree with what Kevin's saying, but the problem I've got is if we lose Reeves long time, I think we're going to be struggling, which I think we on Tuesday are going to be the weaker ones that we're going to be playing Harrogate out of this next month. So I would be looking at maybe bringing Ball in uh, and then changing it, maybe Reeves and Ball and seeing how they get on or Ball and Little, because I don't think if we lose Reeves long term, we're going to be screwed. And as I said, I think the squad rotation that Mark touched on earlier is going to be key. And this is where someone said earlier, this is where uh, JJ's managerial skills now will come into play. Uh, but yeah, I did unfortunately because I was because I'm heavy breathing tonight. I didn't want to, so I've been muting myself and forgot to unmute myself. But yeah, I think your point as well, Kevin, regarding Jack Curry is huge. I think we all said it when Jack Curry was out of the team. We needed him to come back, uh, so we had that player that can go up and down, get round the left winger, and I think we're scoring more goals because Jack Curry is in that team and he's there. Causing issues. The difference between the two of them, and Oggs, you know, Oggs was unlucky. I think Mick picked up on it earlier on. He was up against the best player on that field, field for them, without a doubt, mate. Yeah, and he got roasted that first half. He really did have a fucking torrid first half. But if you look at the difference between him and Curry, who's obviously had a year and a half of what he's done, they were absolutely poles apart. And you could see that they'd swapped it. They tried to sort of half sort of target him. But he was having fucking none of it. It's right in front of us. It was brilliant to watch. No, yeah, to great. As I said, I think that's why we we need Biller back for Ogundir to push Ogundir a little bit further forward, like better. Because as I said, he has improved. Mick, Mick's already said it, and Mick's a big fan. Some of us were sending him on loan. Well, not me. Danny, Danny from the pod was sending him on loan and saying he wasn't. George said he weren't League Two quality. I actually think he's proved a lot of people wrong. But he does need that player to come in and go, actually, I want your shirt and then push him forward. So if he has a bad game, he knows he might not play. Mark, what did you want to come back with regarding uh, your question and what people have said? Um, well, just 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 on the last point, actually, Ogundeo, I, I, I mean, I think Hawks was, was clearly their best player and he was brilliant and he was giving him a Tory time. And I, I've got to say, Ogundeo, you know, he, he kept his head up. He kept trying at it. And his attitude, more than anything else has impressed me the most, you know, this season. I think his attitude is brilliant. And for a young player, I just think that's excellent. And, and you know, you, you see that, you know, in times of the Premiership and all the money that's going around. You know, a young kid like that, to really stick at it, really have a good good head on his shoulders, try his heart, you know, try his heart out. He's, he's, he's been brilliant. So I think, you know, he's, he's an asset to the club. Um, he, and, and he might not be perfect every time, but he is developing, he is learning. And no, no. you know what? He's always going to give it 100%. Do you know what? I'd agree. Yeah, he he, he did do well. But he's, if you watched him, yeah, 
he's got a lot to learn about defending. Yeah, because so many times he just backed off. And there, and there was one run he made and he, started, he picked the ball up on the halfway line and he was virtually at the touchline before he went anywhere near him. He just tracked him back and did not try to faint. He didn't try to defend with him. He's got, someone's got to grab hold of him. You know, maybe it's Curry. Curry's been through it or one of the senior lads and, and show him what he's got to do against those better players because, you know, he got roasted, didn't he? Kev, you're right. In, in, in the first half in particular, I thought he was... Uh... In that contest between those two, he was significantly second best. And there was one time, it might be the same time that you're talking about, he, he backed and backed and backed. Yeah. The thing you must always do as a fullback is not get backed into your penalty yeah. area because then, you, then you're in trouble. So you need to engage before them. But what I like about Oggs is second half, I think either they discussed it or he thought about it or whatever. And he started getting a lot closer to the lab when he first got the ball before he started backing him off. It didn't completely keep the lad quiet. I mean, I, I tell you what, I wouldn't mind signing him that that Hawks. Like, he was he was very good, um, oh, yeah. but he but but he did have a lot better game against him second half. And just a quick aside, Lee, as you're on your pod when you you and Danny are talking, I was chatting to someone in the pub the other night about who you who are your favourite player and not who the best player is. Not we all know that probably Reeves is the best player, or Ali or whatever. But who your favourite player is? Who's the lad that you look at and you kind of root for him because it's something about him that you like. And my favourite player is Oggs. I just like the kid, you know, the way... And I, got, I totally agree with the fellow just said earlier. It's about his attitude and the way he puts himself about and stuff. I really like the kid. I think I always want him to do well because he's, he's my favourite player, you know. And uh, I think second half, he was better. I, yeah, I tend to agree. And I think we need to cut Oggs a bit of slack, really. We've got to remember that he started off as a centre-back that's been moved into a fullback role. Uh, you can, as I said, I think, Kevin, you can see he's a bit raw in that position. He gets pulled out of position. His crossing isn't the best sometimes. I know he had a great cross at Walsall, but then before that against top ball, his crossing was all over the place. Uh, Mick, I don't really have favourite players. I, I just I hate modern footballers enough. So without having favourites, I just want Wimbledon. Just All I want is every single player just to put 100% in. And I think Mark's points, but on regards to attitude, for me this season, it's totally different to the last two because the attitude on players, people like Nerfield, uh, people, yeah, people like Nerfield and their attitude is spot on even when they're not in the team or when it's not going well for them, they're defending well. And and that's all I want to see is the attitudes, right? And I think I agree with Oggs, his attitude is good. Jack Curry's attitude is is the one that the kids should be looking at and going, right, that's the attitude I want to follow. Uh, I, he didn't, I don't think he made a big deal out of the move that he didn't get. Uh, I know some people said different, but I still think his attitude's been spot on. Got injured, come back, done really well. Adam, what did you want to say? Would you come on speak? What did you want to say, mate? Yeah, here we go. Yes, about Oggs. I wasn't sure if Oggs can play left-back as well or not. Can you switch between left-back and right-back? I wasn't sure. I, I, I think he's predominantly a right-back. I think he was a right-centre-back. Okay, fair enough, because we were worried, worried about when, when Curry goes, when we're really left-back now, and then we, that's the problem. Yeah, I think I think he's predominantly a right back. Right, uh, okay. and, and, compl- and as I said, he started off as I said, it's like Sasu. Sasu started right. off as a forward, uh, yeah. a front man, and he's been moved to the wing, which looks like whoever made that decision has made a really good decision. And I think the same for Oggs. I, I can't see Oggs getting in a centre back even over Pierce, but right. no, as no. a as a right back, I think he's a uh, he's he's good enough, and he's improving every week. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. Thanks, cheers. No problem. So, yeah, yes, the, with one, I want to go back to a point I made earlier regarding the officiating. The officials get a lot of stick in this league. 
I thought that was the best referee performance I have seen. Uh, I, I even thought the Walsall referee had a, a, had an okay game. But yeah, I, I, did anyone else notice when when Ali scores the second goal, the ref plays an advantage? I know Mick, you probably saw it, but the ref plays an advantage. I thought he was spot on yesterday. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the things we get so many bad referees, Lee, don't we? You get someone that's kind of got a semblance of a clue, and suddenly looks like a, well, I can't remember his name, but the the, the Italian guy with the bulgy eyes and the bald head, the um, Collini or Collini or whatever he was called. But yeah, he, he was good that lad. Yes, and all you want is someone sensible, don't you? Someone that, that reads the game a bit and gives everyone a bit of a chance, and doesn't want to be the star of the show and and all that stuff. And because we get some right bloody idiots down there refereeing, don't we? But uh, yeah, I I agree with you. the lad yesterday. He was he was he was on point. He? he did a good job. Yeah, I, did, I, I thought he was fantastic refereeing yesterday. That second goal, he could have if he had pulled it back. I don't think anyone would have had any complaints. It was a no, challenge won't. on Bugle. Bugle goes down. The ref sees the fact that Ali's away. He's not offside. He looks, and then we go and score. And I, as I said, if if the ref had pulled it back, everyone would have gone okay, ref, because at that time it didn't even look like Ali would score. But Ali's it was a great ball and Ali's work. Sanch, what did you want to say on the matter? That, that was it. You said it basically. Look, a good ref, you don't notice them because they let the game flow. You know, I was screaming and shouting because, like, Bugle got chopped down, but he let it roll on and we scored. So, as Mick said, 99% of the refs, unfortunately, are really crap at this level. But I thought he stood out. He had a really good game and he let people do what we're there to watch and do, play football. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, so we we'll move on from the game yesterday. We'll move on uh, if everyone, if people want to. Really, I'm I'm a bit bored of the politics that is going around the club. Mick, I know you're not a big fan of the politics and just to watch football. Uh, unfortunately, me and Danny, we did the interview with Damien Francis last week. Really good interview. Damien's a really good lad. Comes across really well. Uh, my computer decided to pack up on me. Uh, just as we finished that interview. So that saved, thank God, uh, I got that out. But then the bit that me and Danny recorded regarding the, the stuff regarding Danny Macklin and the, the stuff regarding the politics at the club, uh, yeah, that that didn't save on my computer, didn't convert, and I didn't have it. So a bit of a shame, really, because me and Danny kind of just said, I think now we need to let everything just go. It's gone. Uh, what will be will be with regards to Danny Macklin, and, and, and he has to fight his own demons now, I believe. And... Uh, what, what was said. I do understand allegedly there's there's more tapes out there that's going to come out regarding stuff that was said by him, but I don't think we need to be taking it any further now regards to fans. I think we just need to be getting on with how good it is on the pitch and, and what we can do. And I know people said that I was a bit out of order last week when I went after some people, but people got to remember these people have come after me a lot of the times over the years over my own fan behaviour, which is hardly anything regarding the stuff that's happened this week. And uh, yeah, these people are quick enough to jump on fans, but then they didn't like it when uh, someone jumped on them. So that's all I wanted to say regarding that. Jack, how are we? Oh, Mount, Mountney's hey. back. How are yeah, we, I'm Mount good. Me? Thank you, mate. How are you? Very well. Very well. Oh, good. Um, yeah. I don't, do you want to talk about the Danny Macklin thing or do you just want to brush over it? I don't if people if people want to speak, I'd I'd, I'd like yeah we we speak about it tonight and then hopefully we won't yeah. have until next week when more allegations are put out in, in front of newspapers and that's my my only problem and this is what I said Jack on the pod is our issue isn't so much what was said because we've all said stuff regarding people privately right not not in that kind of way 
but you would have said like like my kids. I was looking after the kids yesterday. They were driving me mad. I was like, I'm going to kill these kids. I'm not really going to kill them. Do you know what I mean? Before anyone wants to put in a to a, a phone call to social services, but we all say stuff, right? But my problem with it is that someone's gone to the extent to go and bug someone's office, and they've not just done that on a whim. Going, I don't like this man. I'm going to see if I can catch him out. So there's a culture at the club that obviously behind the scenes isn't very nice or wasn't very nice. Do you know what I mean? And some of the stuff I've seen aimed at the, the lady involved is a bit out of order. Some of the stuff I've seen aimed at Danny Macklin's a bit out of order. And it's just like, it's just becoming tit for tat now between fans. And it's just getting a bit boring on my, my own personal point of view. But as I said, the culture of the club is the big worry for me. Uh, and that's it. What did you want to say, Jack? And then I'll go to Mick and then Mark. Uh, yeah, I just think, obviously, the with the whole Danny Macklin thing, um, you know, when it first came out in the papers, I think I was the same as everyone. I was just quite, well, still am very disgusted at what he said. Um, but I think in the mm. in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not, I'm not um, you know, protecting him or trying to, you know, sympathise for him. Um, but I think what was said has been taken out of context and maybe the wider picture of the situation, maybe that was happening within the club and, you know, backroom, um, especially to do with the, you know, lady in question and maybe her behaviour. Um, I just wanted to come on quickly as well about, I'm sure you probably saw the Twitter spat I had with someone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think the whole, you know, what what he's done is horrible, but to go after someone and, you know, release private messages between him, basically apologising and saying he's going through a torrid time, which I don't dispute that. I'm sure his wife and his family and friends probably think the worst of him at the minute. But yeah, just, just to go after I, someone yeah. like the way uh, that person did, I think it's just, I think it's just despicable, really. Um I, I I agree with you on that, Jay. I think uh, we've got to remember, as, as bad as the thing, he hasn't gone and killed anyone. He, you know what I mean? He has got a family at home. He's got a brand new baby as well. You've got to think about how his wife must be feeling. Do you know what I mean? He, he's now unemployed. He might not get a job again. Uh, and I think we need to realise the mental health uh, side of things on both parties as well. Do you know what I mean? I think he has made his bed. He's now got, he's got a lie in it. Uh, and who are we to judge when I'm guessing most of us on here have made mistakes and stuff. Uh, and that's why I said, I, that's why I thought it was quite funny last week when I went after a few people. It took someone to go and find tweets that I made 12 years ago. One of them was an absolute cracking joke as well. Uh, and yeah, try and catch me out. And I just think at the moment, Wimbledon fans can be too tit for tat. And I think we need to be more Mick Dorr than we do uh, Andy Dixon. So yeah, uh, Mick, what do you want to say? Yeah, yeah like... Um... On that, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the thing about the. Uh, I don't think you should have gone after them lads on on the internet like you did. I, thought, I don't. I think collectively as fans, I think we have to kind of. Um, you can never control what other people do, can you? You can only control what you do. And the lad Andy Dixon, I'm sure. I've never met the fella, but I'm sure he had chance to think about what he what he tweeted and stuff, and probably thought, you know what, it wasn't the wisest thing to do. I'm fully prepared to believe he's a nice fella and all the rest of it. I know you're a nice fella. I know Joe, Joe Blair's a nice fella. I know Jack's a nice fella. On the question of the uh, Danny thing, I don't agree with Jack either there is a, that there's a context. I don't think you can... If you, you, there is no context to saying you're going to throw somebody through a window and stuff. But it's all done now. I mean, Danny's gone and he, I don't think he's a bad man. I think he probably, by his own admission, thinks he probably let himself down a bit. 
Um, the lady in the ticket office, Rebecca, she's gone as well. My only hope is that at the club, we handled the various HR issues and the and the, the when we move people on the rest of it and did it properly because otherwise we're going to be in a, we're going to be in a financial peril really because we, if we've got rid of anybody wrongly and not done it properly I've, I've got some experience of this it can it can bite you in the ass but I just think as fans sometimes at Wimbledon we, we forget we're all on the same team we're <laughs> we're all supposed to be mates and supporting the same same lot you know and we just I, I wish just everyone had. Um, Take a deep breath sometimes before they say stuff and post stuff, and and remember it's a game of football, and we're all fans at the same club. You know that's that's why I think Lee. I, I you're spot on, Megan. You sounded like my wife at the beginning there. She she already she's already told me off for my Twitter, <laughs> my Twitter usage, and yeah, sometimes I just can't help myself. But as I said, I've had it for years. You know what I mean? I'm, I've never done it. I understand too bad that. I hear. And I I mean, I'm not saying I do and I do and say stupid bloody stuff. And I've had arguments with people at the football that have been entirely my fault. Um, but always, we're all sensible, believe people. Afterwards, we all think, oh, sh- I shouldn't have said that, you know. And, really, and right? you, you, your point there is spot on. I think we, we, we're now getting to a level now off the pitch where we, we're forgetting that we are all on the same side. I, I, I spoke to people that work for the Don Strust. I don't agree with the Don Strust board. A lot of the times, I don't think they're fit for purpose in the way the club, not the people, but the actual how it's processed and everything yeah. regarding the Don's Trust. I don't understand it all. I just, yeah. But I speak to people like Michelle Little. I've got a lot of time for Michelle, a lot of respect for Michelle. And I respect the, 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 the jobs that they do because I could never do it. Do you know what I mean? No, so me that's neither, why mate. I don't me go. Neither. And, I, and as I said, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff on Twitter and in written form is, especially myself, I'm a bit thick. So I'm better at speaking to people than I am writing it down. But yeah, I, but I, I get your I point. I speak and... to the Don's Trust Board people quite often because I know them, Lee, you know. And I often say to them, you've got a huge job to do in terms of engaging the thickos, people like me and you, Lee, who haven't got a degree in bloody lawyership or whatever it is they all do. Um, we need stuff explaining to us in fairly simple terms, really. I'm, I'm not. I'm not being rude in saying that. Oh, and a lot of the time, when stuff comes from a Don's Trust or the PLC, I don't understand what they're on about. No, I'm not massively interested either. A lot of the time, but I don't think they do a great job. I, I don't think engaging the your average punter, you know, like the, the sort of people like me. I don't think they do a great job of it. And and I actually know a few of them, so I'm, I've probably got more chance of getting somewhere than than most fans have, but. Yeah, I just think they could do better at that. So that would that would be my criticism. Now, spot on, Mick. Uh, Mark, what did you want to say regarding the uh, ongoings at the club at the moment, off the pitch? Yeah, thanks. And um, well, just kind of agree with Mick. Really, I, I mean, I, I think anyone that's ever worked in a corporate role will know that you can't you, you can't speak in the way that he spoke um, about people that they manage, right? In front of colleagues, you just yep. you just can't you just can't do that. It's just unacceptable. Um, so he'll know that you know he's made a mistake. You know, ch- chances are it was recorded, so he's probably spoken like that before, right? You can't you can't speak like that. My biggest problem is actually he's he's the MD of our non-footballing side, and he is leading the culture of mm. the club on the non-footballing side. He should be leading by example. That's not acceptable. Um, so maybe. There were signs. Maybe we. I, I don't know. I, I'm not close enough to it. I, you know, I don't know whether we should. You know, maybe stepped in sooner or not. Um, but hopefully, we can get past this pretty quickly. Hopefully, we can put someone in that that that, that can be representative of the club, um, and actually, you know, move us forward. Really, sort of demonstrate the culture that we want to see. 
um, and, and just just build on from there. But, and it's just so frustrating. The football's going well, <laughs> and now off the pitch, it's just like a bit of a shambles again. It's like you know, it's got you know, it, it's just a bit of a nonsense, really. It's something that we don't need. Um, yep. So hope, hopefully we can we can all you know move on now. Um, but but yeah, it's it's frustrating. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the club are very lucky that we are actually doing well on the pitch. Can you imagine if this happened last season when it was all going to shit on the pitch? It, 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 you know what I mean? And then this is all going off the pitch. Everyone would be absolutely fuming and going mad. I, I, I'm with you, Mark. I think my, my big issue with it is the actual culture of the club behind the scenes. This is a man who was in a professional uh, environment. Uh, I know Jack said about the context and stuff, and we, we all have our views on on the person involved and the, the person that bugged him. But as I said, you don't just go around going, right, I'm going to just bug. Like, I wouldn't go into Mick's pub and go, I'm going to bug him because I just hope he falls out. Something don't ever do that, that, Lee. Don't <laughs> ever do it. But you, can, but you, can but Mick, just, but you, won't, you won't get that because Mick's a nice bloke, right? So you won't get that. And it, also, it, it, I wouldn't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> but it's it's the thing is for me it's someone's gone in must have gone right I'm not happy with this this is happening far too often is it just Danny that was involved in it like and my my big issue for it and I I don't want to go into it too much again is is where is Mick Buckley with regards to all this because his his position now runs out I think next month well what we're in October now so next month November we've not had an update regarding is Mick going to be staying on is Mick leaving who's coming in to replace Mick do you know what I mean we our statements I know that we legally we have to do stuff but someone put a good point out the other day when the, the first statement come out and this is why I was quite I did say on the podcast that there's going to be a lot of disappointed people when this actually gets out because we thanked him and thanked him for his work that he'd done at the club. And I know he'd done some good job, but when you say stuff like that, you can't be going, oh, yeah, thanks for everything you've done. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, it's, it's all just a bit of a shit show. But, yeah, Jack, Mountney, what did you want to say? Um, yeah, just like with a statement or lack of, um, I don't know if anyone else saw yesterday um, at the bar or, you know, there was just a bit of paper by the tills that had, you know, a written statement on um, just saying, you know, we've, we understand what's gone on in the last couple of weeks has been not, not great, but we just need to kind of move on from it. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I, one, you know, who was that from? Um, Cause I mean, I'm sure a, a statement on the official site from Mick Buckley saying that and trying to lift the spirits of people probably, you know, affected or, you know, that have read this and gone, you know, well, yeah, just affected by it would be a lot better than, you know, just a bit of bit of printed out paper that people might not see, you know, and it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say culture, but the way things are handled and, you know, is just a lot to be desired at some points, I think. It's just not, it's not great, is it? No, that's, that's what I said. I'm, I'm quite disappointed. Where is Mick Buckley? He's the chairman of the club. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've not heard from him for, I don't know when the last update was, was in for, it was months ago. And, and I know a lot of us, uh, and Graham Stacey's on here now, sending a few tweets. We've always said, and Graham's one of the, the, the ones that advocates it the most, about communication. And I still think the problem we have is communication is letting us down. Do you know what I mean? To find out, a lot of people obviously knew what had happened beforehand. It was There was rumours going around. A lot of people didn't want to believe it. People say, no, no, that's not going to be the case. But, 
yeah, it's it's just it's a mad stuff to come out in in the rag that we have to hear that RMD has said stuff like that and 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 since uh, left the club. Jack, you want to say something? Yeah, else? Like I, I just saw. Um, I don't know if it was on LinkedIn or whatever, but I think the Don's Trust have put out a you know a job role for a communications manager or something like that. Um, you know, it's obviously not going to be paid, but it's just I don't know. Like it just kind of feels like if you run to be a, I don't want to go into the whole rabbit hole of like things that are wrong but if you go run for election and then you need to kind of get someone in to do communications when you know i'm not i'm not gonna say names but one candidate in particular said that he vowed to improve communication and i just don't really see where or you know what what he's doing um you know i'm not saying names but it's just yeah it's just another well can of worms to open that it's just a bit too late for now and the problem for me, Jack, is that's all politics, though. Every, you know, I mean, in, in real term politics, you have people that vow to do stuff, and then when they get in, they realize that their hands are tired, they can't do anything. Unfortunately, they're, they're talking to a brick wall all the time, especially with the Don's Trust. It seems to be the case. Everyone, I think, every year has said they're going to vow to improve communications, and communication seems to get worse. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I, I I think the Don's Trust have recently tied their hands together because obviously Chris then moved over. They didn't have anyone. I think there was a statement the other day saying we won't be doing any other business. Well, I think they can't. That's the reason why they've put that in there is they can't do anything else because they've now not screwed themselves, so to speak. That I don't think that's the right word. But yeah, they you know what I mean? They've not got enough people on the board. I think it's seven or they've got eight now because they've co-opted someone on but they can't be making decision, decision or doing stuff because they haven't held an election, which again, I'm not a Don's Trust uh, board member anymore, uh, board member, uh, Don's Trust member anymore because I'm not renewing mine. I, I think it's absolutely pointless, but we've had a few uh, people come in. Uh, yeah. Where was the chairman when all this was going on? Uh, that's from Jay Jid. Alex, do we need to give Mike Buckley some more credit for keeping and backing JJ when it would have been much easier to appease supporters and sack him of last season? Looks a good call so far. So there you go. Uh, Alex has brought it back to the football, which is good. Uh, do we have to give Mike Batley credit? Uh, a little bit of credit, yeah, because there was people like myself. Um, Mick was in the same camp. I would have sacked JJ last year. Definitely would have sacked him. I, I don't I don't think that's a bad thing for people to say, though. I don't think people need to apologise or hold their hands up and say they were wrong. I think we helped JJ by bringing in Craig Cope. And Craig Cope has helped both of them by bringing in decent footballers. Uh, Cope just seems to be this, like, what's it called? This messiah at the moment because he doesn't seem to be getting a lot wrong. Even, as I said the other week, I said we needed a striker. We play Evans and Evans was unbelievable against Walsall. So, yeah. Uh, before we go, we're going to close up at nine. Does anyone else want to say anything regarding Alex's point? Do we give Mike Butley credit for not sacking JJ? Mick? No, I mean, I, I've always said to the Lee that I, uh, that I, I I'm not going to apologise. I wanted to get rid of last season. We won one game in nineteen. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not like it was a, it was an out there opinion, was it? I think the yeah. uh, we took a gamble by keeping him on, and as it's turned out, the gamble's proved to be spot on right. So I mean, one hundred percent those who were who made that decision, those who put the next on the block, because it would have been easier to sack him. Let's be honest. Um, those who sat there at that fans forum and said no, we're going to stick with him, and we all shook our heads and thought they were mad. They do deserve some credit for sure, and Mick Buckley's a monster. And um, I, 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 while I understand why people get frustrated and stuff about all the comings and goings, 
you've got to give people credit where it's due. I mean, the easy thing to do would have been to get rid of him. We didn't, and it worked out. So, fair play. I, I'm, I'll take me off to him. No, I agree. And I think you're right. It weren't exactly out there conversations people were having. But as you said, the, the form was bad. We finished, what, fourth from bottom in the, the bottom uh, league of professional football. We'd have gone down. Number two weekly would have been down, let's be honest. Yeah. We, weren't, we weren't winning any games. We wouldn't have won a game we'd played until this year with, with that bunch of players, would we? We weren't going to win any games. So we'd have and been that's, down. That's what I mean. So it weren't out. Yeah, it weren't out there comments. Uh, right. So, Angel Don, you're going to be the person that's going to finish the uh, debrief tonight. Uh, oh no, San- Sanch will. I'll go Angel Don, then Sanch, and then we'll 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 cut it because uh, the missus wants to have an early night. So, yeah, mate. Cheers, man. Uh, yeah, just on that point, I think uh, uh, the thing that stood out about that fans forum was that when they were asking about if JJ was staying, uh, Mick Buckley's first point was that it would be too expensive to get rid of him at, the, at that point in the season due to contracts or whatever. So, I think to paraphrase Mick, if you rewatch that, that was sort of the first point. Um, and I remember because I was like, oh, that's a bit rude. JJ's right next to him. But for whatever reason, we kept JJ. And we're now glad that we did. But yeah, I think at the time it was more circumstantial than by choice. Yeah, I, I think you might be right there. I think the problem with that fans forum is I don't think Mick was the greatest speaker. Maybe said a couple of things that he, he, he maybe didn't get right and stuff. And maybe saying that was actually like, well, actually, yeah, that doesn't sound good when you repeat it back, does it, that we can't sack him because we can't afford <laughs> no. it. So, yeah, it's not a great comment to make, especially, as you said, in front of the manager. But he's turned it round, JJ has. And I said, I think that's to do with Craig Cope, a lot of that. Uh, Sanch, what did you want to say? And then we'll end it. Gone, But the club, and us oh. as a fan base, have shown uh, unbelievable loyalty. Sanch, we're not hearing. Sanch, we're not Can hearing you... you, mate. You sound like you're underwater. Can you hear me now? Just about, mate. Just about. Sorry, mate. My phone's knackered. Right. Very quickly, we showed lots of loyalty, the club and the fan base, to Jackson. But you spoke about it in the week. I don't think he's up for a new contract until the summer. A bit too soon to be given an extension. So he's done really well so far. Brilliant. Hats off to him. Let's see where we are in February. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think where we are Christmas, see where we are injury-wise, come around the January transfer window, uh, make sure we can keep Curry and Ali if we can. Uh, I think we're going to be hard pushed to keep Ali if he if he keeps scoring like he will. Uh, yeah, but yeah, hopefully Cope will have a plan B if we have to sell either one of them and we can push on to the plus. But we're going to end it there. So uh, thanks very much for everyone who came and listened. Thanks again to the panel of people that decided to speak uh, or send in their messages. Do really appreciate it. Uh, as we all said tonight, let's be more Mick Dorr. Uh, everyone have a good weekend, uh, a good week at work, and we'll see you next week.